Hear me out because this is going to surprise you. Renting a car the right way isn't that easy, but because many people think it is, it sometimes turns into a nightmare, a very expensive nightmare. I've rented over a hundred cars in the past two years, and I'm going to share with you all the tips I have, everything in this video, which is packed with information so that you don't have any problems and so that you find a good deal too. Now, before we start a little disclaimer, most of my trips have been around Spain. Now, most of these tips are universal, but just so you know, this video is going to focus a little bit on Spain too. Now, I've divided this presentation into four main sections. Before your travel, when you book your car, the insurance, which is a very specific part that needs addressing by itself, the arrival and stay part, which is very important too, and last but not least, the return of the car. So we're gonna start from the before all the way to the return of the car. The first question that most people have is where to book a rental car. Now, when you're traveling, you probably get your airplane tickets first which means that after you get your airplane tickets, the company offers you a rental car too. A lot of people feel tempted and say yes, and they rent the car through the airlines as well. That is a massive mistake, not because it's more expensive, which sometimes isn't, but because the company that you've hired isn't the rental company by itself. If there's no problem, then you're not go that's not going to be a big issue. But if there's even the slightest hint of a problem, the rental company is going to come to you and you have to go to the company that's booked the rental car. Whereas when you book directly with the rental company, they take care of most of the stuff. Now, using this sort of, of, of websites to compare prices, it's fine. I, I do that all the time. Just use them to compare prices, but then go to the rental car website and book directly with them. It's the only way to avoid problems. This is a, a red dot high priority, but I could give it a black dot like extremely high priority because a, a lot of your problems are going to be solved by booking directly with the company. Now, the second tip is the difference between rental office and rental company. Now, you might think that one particular rental car company, it's amazing. And you're probably right. But sometimes a company can be great and the office can be terrible. Now, this can be because it's a franchise or this can simply be because the employees at the company are not paying that much attention. But the tip would be when you are traveling to one specific place, look at the reviews of that rental office, not just the company. So say you're traveling to Mallorca and you want to look for your company at the Mallorca airport, which might have very good reviews or very bad reviews. And those reviews are very often different to the main company. The third tip would be to choose the right car. Now, this of course depends on what you're looking for, right? If you want a, a, a fast car, then, then go for it. I'm not going to tell you what not to do. But depending on where you're going, a smaller, cheaper car can also be better. This is true for I'd say all the Spanish islands in the Can Canaries Islands or Mallorca, Menorca, Ibiza, wherever you're going, sometimes a small car is better, especially if you just want to explore the islands. Say you want to go to Ibiza. In Ibiza, having a big car, it's a terrible idea. This is very important because sometimes you will arrive at one particular airport and they're, they're going to be extremely nice and say, hey, for just 
two more dollars a day, two more dollars a day, you can have an upgrade. How, how about that? But that's actually bad because they, they, they just can't rent those cars because they're so big and people know that with those cars, you cannot move around as, as well. So make sure that you understand what you want to do in your trip so you know what car you have to hire before that, okay? Next tip is the check-in online. Now, there are uh, some companies that will send you an email 24 hours before you arrive to the rental car office uh, asking you to check in online. That is a fantastic idea because when you get to the rental office, there are usually two lines, one for the people who have done the check-in and one for the people that haven't done the check-in. The line that of people that have done the check-in goes a lot faster and there's usually a lot less people on that line. So if you receive this email, please make sure that you fill it in. The currency, this is a big one for those of you coming from both the United Kingdom and the United States because prices do change a lot depending on uh, if you're booking on in pounds, in dollars, or in euros. My advice would be to always book in the currency of the, the, the company where you're buying. So say you're buying uh, Avis or Budget, which are most of them are American companies, you're not going to see a lot, a big difference in dollars and in euros. If you're renting a car from a Spanish company, then you probably want to change the currency to euros. Sometimes you might ha even have to use a VPN for this. It's, it's not a big deal, but, uh, but if you want to get the absolute best price, make sure to check the different currency prices. Of course, you also have to check your credit card exchange rate, but just know that sometimes the prices vary a little bit between the different currencies. Now, last but not least, is the difference between the low-cost companies and the expensive companies. Because wherever you go, whatever airport you're going, whatever city you're going, there's always going to be two types of company. Now, is it better to, to, to have an expensive company or a low-cost company? What's better? I would say that it really does depend on where you're going. In my experience, is the, the bigger the airport, the more you're going to be okay with an expensive company. So the, 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 small, the smaller the airport, it doesn't really matter. But in a big airport, in, if it's high season, having an expensive company is going to make the process a lot smoother. So I always look at low cost companies first, but if it's high season or a big airport, that's when I look for prices on the expensive companies too. That is, of course, if you don't have any sort of loyalty program with some of these companies, which sometimes are, are good, sometimes are not that good. It really does depend on the year. But uh, my advice would be to check the low cost companies first, unless it's a big airport and it's high season, in which case, even though it might be more expensive to go with, with one of the more known companies, those companies are going to get, provide you a much better experience. Okay, we're moving now to the insurance. The main question about the insurance, the thing that everybody wants to know is yes or no to the insurance. Now, I'm not gonna tell you what to do that comes to your personal preference, but in my experience, having insurance is vital. If you don't have insurance, you, sooner or later, you're going to run into problems. Even, the, even though there might not be a problem, you're always tense with where to park the car, is this place safe or not? So it's not just about your actual safety and it's the car's safety, it's actually about your mental health. You don't wanna be focusing too much on the car. So my advice would be, if you can afford it, it's always a good idea. 
Now, this is a very important thing that we have to talk about. The fact that I said yes doesn't mean that you have to take any type of insurance because there are different types of insurance. Now, the insurance that you want to go for, and please listen to me when I say this, this is the most important thing, is go for the insurance that the company with whom you're renting the car is offering you, not any other type of insurance. This is why. Say you are hiring a company like Enterprise and you're hiring their insurance. If there's a problem, the person you have to talk to is Enterprise. And Enterprise will make sure that whatever issue is taken care of. But say you don't hire the company's insurance and instead you hire some other type of insurance. What's going to happen if you have a problem is that the company, in this case Enterprise, is going to go after you and you're going to have to pay for damage. And then you're going to have to go to your insurance and ask for the money back. But it's, it's very complicated and it's a three-person issue and, and you don't want to be in that situation. So always, always, always hire the insurance of the company with whom you're renting the car. Now, even when you are hiring insurance with the company with whom you have the car rented, there are different types of insurance. Now, the two main types are the ones you find online and the ones you get at the office. And sometimes they offer different things. So what I always do is I always call them up when I'm about to hire the car and say, hey, the, the insurance that you offer at the office, is it the same that the one I'm buying online? Most of the time they're gonna say yes, in which case you're probably better buying it online because it's going to be a lot cheaper. But sometimes they're not. Now I would say they're not the same in one out of 10 cases, but when they're not, ask for the price and ask for why the insurances are different because sometimes it's better to wait and pay for the insurance at the office. So this would be yes, but make sure that you hired it with the company and ask if it's the same that the one they're selling at the office. If you don't make that call, you're gonna be okay because the insurance that they offer online, it's also great, but it might not be as good as the one at the office. Now, if for whatever reason you choose not to buy insurance, let me give you a couple of tips. The first one is very obvious, is you have to be extremely careful with the car. Uh, in some places, Mallorca specifically, people don't like that there are so many rental cars and they're gonna be a little reckless around rental cars. Now, I'm not saying they're gonna sabotage you or they're going to harm your car in any way, but just be careful, play nice, and, and don't, don't, don't be a fool driving um, because if you do have some sort of accident, you're gonna have to pay for it, okay? Second is the report and pictures. Now, when you are renting a car, they're all usually going to give you what in Spanish is called parte de daños, which is basically like a drawing of the car and it's got little X's where there is a damage to the car. They're gonna give you that and they're gonna ask you, hey, if you find any other damage, you have to tell us to include this because if not, we're gonna assume that you've done this damage to the car. They do this in a very smart way because most of the time when they're giving you that, that report, they're giving it to you in a place where there's not a lot of light. So you have to be very careful because you might miss some, some small damages to the car and they might assume that it was you. So my advice is use your cell phone, turn on the flashlight and make sure that you find all the, all the little things and put them in the report. The more things you put, 
the great the, the the safer you are going to be now once you find them the someone working at the company is probably going to take a picture if they don't take a picture it, i advise you to take the pictures yourself so make sure that the report is correctly filled and that everything in the car every damage to the car it's in the report and that you've taken pictures of every damage to the car just to prove that you weren't the one who caused those damages and last but not least this is very rare that's why it has a low priority but when you are when you are not getting an insurance you're usually going to have to pay a deposit now they're going to take something between 200 300 euros depending on how how long is, is your stay and they are going to tell you that they're going to give you the money back in uh sometimes a, a little over a month right i've always had my money back when i've done this but sometimes for whatever reason they don't so in a month you have to remind yourself to check your bank and make sure that they've given you the deposit back it's only happened to me once but it was very uncomfortable i had to call them like a gazillion times and it took me a while to get my money back when i say a while i mean over over four or five months and it was it was a real nightmare uh it was just an error and they didn't give me my money back by mistake but that can happen to you so if you're not getting an insurance but you're paying a deposit make sure that you check that you got that deposit back okay because it, it does happen it does happen now let's get to the arrival and stay tips the first tip it's a low priority but when it does happen it's a real pain now this happens when you get to an airport and there's not an office but the office is outside the airport so there's a van that takes you to that office now when that happens uh, you sometimes have to call them and sometimes they'll come pick you up because they have your flight information even though you may have given them in the check-in online your flight information it doesn't mean that they're going to show up at the airport to pick you up and take you to the rental office uh, it, they're sometimes just waiting for you to call them give them a call and then they get to to the airport and and pick you up this is usually in the low season because in the high season they usually have vans going over and over to the airport but make sure when you book your rental car whether or not you have to call the rental car when you get there this usually happens to a lot of people from abroad that don't have a cell phone number and then they're trying to use the Wi-Fi at the airport or asking for a phone number. Just make sure whether or not you have to call. And if you do have to call, make sure you have a plan on how to call. Now, the second tip for those of you who are hiring a low-cost company is when you get to the airport, run. <laughs> Just run because sometimes the queues are very long lines get to a little over an hour in high season in in some specific islands i would i would say mainly mainly uh, mallorca menorca are, are terrible and some of the canary islands the big canary islands can be terrible too uh, especially if you if you book with the local companies so if, if you are hiring a low-cost rental car company and you don't want to wait for an hour once you get off their airplane just run to the office because or to the van because it's going to take forever oh that reminds me if it's outside of the office you have to run even faster because the vans fill up very very quickly and the lines there are very very long just make sure that if you're traveling high season you know that you have to get off your airplane very very fast now this tip it's extremely important I've made this mistake and it was a real pain. So please pay attention to this one because if not, you will regret it. 
when you arrive at the rental car office, they're going to ask you for a credit card. It's very important. It has to be a credit card, not a debit card, a credit card. And it has to be at your name, the driver, which has to be exactly the same name in your driving license, which has to be exactly the same name in the reservation that you've made with the car company. So say you're giving your credit card to your son who's coming to Barcelona for a couple of days and you give him your credit card to pay for the rental car. Now, when he arrives here and he tries to pay with it, they're probably going to say no because it's not at his name. It has to be the driver's license, the credit card and the reservation has to be all of the same name. If not, you're just going to lose your reservation. Now, the next tip might sound ridiculous, but trust me, I've seen this a lot of times and it's, it's funny, but it does happen. And that is to write down your license plate. If you're going to Mallorca in high seasons, the chances that you have exactly the same car as 80% of the people that are spending a weekend or a couple of days in Mallorca are very, very high. They're almost always the same car. If you lose your keys, you're probably not going to know what car it is. I know it's ridiculous, but I've seen this happen a lot. People lose their keys and they go to the police or to a restaurant and say, hey, I've lost these keys to my car. And they're going to tell what it's looked like. It's a Fiat 500, all right? But it was license plate and you're not going to know. So make sure that you write down the license plate of your car and also have the rental company's phone number with you at all times because you can always just give them a call and ask them for the license plate, which is a last resort. But this can save you a lot of problems. It doesn't happen to a lot of people, but to those who does, this does become very helpful. Now, last but not least, in case you have an accident or you scratch the car in any way, if it's a big accident, you know what to do. You're going to have to call the rental car company and they're going to help you take care of it. But in case you've had a small accident or, or you scratched the car, make sure that whatever happens, it doesn't matter if you, if you have insurance or if you don't, you always have to tell the company when you return the car. Because if you don't, even though you might have paid for insurance, it's not going to cover you. So whatever, whatever it is that has happened to the car, just make sure that you report it to the company. Now, they're probably going to come with a little ruler that they have, and they're all only going to write the things that are a little over two or three centimeters. But whatever it is, just don't be afraid to, to tell them. I once had a little accident with a car. I scratched part of the car. I didn't, it wasn't terrible, so I didn't know whether or not I had to tell, it, tell them about it or not. And when I did tell them, just for honesty's sake, they said, hey, is this a good thing you did? Because if not, we would have assumed that you were not telling us for some reason and that because it wasn't covered by the insurance. So they're going to assume that you were drunk or that for whatever reason you didn't want to tell them and because it wasn't covered by the insurance. So if even if you have insurance, just make sure that you tell them absolutely everything that's happened to the car. Let's move on to the last section now, which is the return of the car. Now, the first thing that I would advise you is to make sure to take good photos and even a video of the car. I, I say this because this can be important if the next owner has some sort of problem and they say, hey, I didn't do this, it was the previous owner. Then you have proof that you were not the one who caused that damage. Now, this is probably not gonna happen, but if you wanna be on the safe side, that is something that I would definitely do. Now, the second tip is very important and it's regarding the gas tank. 
Now, most companies have a policy that you have to return the, the gas tank full. If that's the case, I would advise you to take a picture of how exactly full the gas tank is at the moment you are returning the car. Uh, you should have taken that picture also when you got the car in, in, the, in the first place. That way you can prove that the gas tank was full. And in case you're wondering, hey, you could have taken that picture anytime. The picture has some, met some metadata. And so a judge can easily tell that the picture was taken when you were saying that it was taken, right? Another thing that you can do is you can take a picture of the receipt or ticket when you are returning the car. So some companies, uh, especially in, in, in Mallorca and, in, and Menorca, are going to require you to turn in a receipt uh, within the last 30 minutes saying that your car is full. It once happened to me, it was an honest mistake by the company, but they called me and said, hey, you didn't fill up the tank. And when I sent them both pictures, everything was solved. So make sure that you take a picture of the receipt too and keep it in case there's any problems. Now, the third tip, it's about when you are going to be late to returning your car. Now, I know that most of you are going to be on time, but for those of you who for whatever reason are going to be late, my advice would be to call them up. Now, the contract you've signed has penalties for people who are late, but if you give them a call and explain, explain it to them, most of the time they're not going to apply that penalty because the decision on whether or not to apply that penalty ultimately relies on the person at the office, the employee at the office. They usually need to know when they're gonna have the car just to organize themselves. So if you give them a heads up, they're going to be usually very nice to you. Of course, if you're very, very late, they will charge you. Uh, just try not to, that's obvious. Next tip is in case you are turning in your car and it's extremely dirty, they're gonna charge you a cleaning fee. Now I've turned some cars with sand from the beach and, and that's all right. Like if, if you don't have to turn in the car perfect or as you received it, which is most of the time very good, but don't turn in a very dirty car because they're gonna charge you. Now the last tip of the video is a very important one and it's about when you return the car at night or when the office it's closed. Now, when you're returning a car, there's usually a big mailbox that looks like a safe where you can put in the keys. Now, I've never seen this before, ever in my life, but I've heard it happen. And the fact that rental car companies insist so much on this means that it does happen. And that is that when you are about to return the keys, if the office is closed, do not return them to an employee. This is what I mean. Some people, again, I've never seen this in my entire life, can dress up as employees for a company that they don't work for. And you give them the keys thinking, hey, this guy works for this company because they have the Avis budget whatever logo. And you're actually handing the car keys to a person stealing that car. So in case the office is closed, make sure that you put them in that big, big mailbox or else you could run into some problems. As you have seen, we have covered many important topics in this video, but there's one thing that people always ask me, and that is, what is the best way to get the best deal right now? Well, that's hard to answer in a video because that changes all the time. So I'm going to paste a link to our blog in the description of this video. And in that post, 
you're going to check out what's the best deal for every single year if you're traveling to Spain. That does depend, but I will keep you updated into what companies I think are good and what companies I would avoid. Again, that's in the description. Cheers.